Welcome to the Faith and More Podcast. This is a safe place for everyone no matter what your faith is or isn't. Reverend Angelus Wise is our host he firmly believes that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble. Many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help you faith no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen and heal you and your faith. So, be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to the show everyone. How are you all doing? How's your week going? How's your day going? I so hope and pray you all are as well as possible and that you are blessed. Infinite thanks, blessings and love for tuning in to today's show and all the shows. I can't thank you enough. You all are the reason why this show is here. So today I want to introduce you all to Teresita Castillo. Uh, Teresita unfortunately passed away on Sunday, March 7th, of 2021 from a cancerous brain tumor. And her story is just so very inspiring. I've actually got two articles that I'm going to be reading here. Uh, One, of course, as we've seen in the past, one gives more information than the other one does, and they both complement each other. And her story and her art, she is so very precious. And again, so very inspiring to all of us. But before we begin, I do have to give a disclaimer slash warning. Tito, get me some tissue. So yes, that's the tissue warning. So you may want to have a box of tissues next to you just in case you need them. The star of this extraordinary story is little Teresita Castillo, whom the Archdiocese of Madrid has officially recognized as a missionary. Teresita was suffering from brain cancer. She left this world for the Father's eternal brace on Sunday, March 7, 2021, offering her sufferings to God from her hospital bed. Her story evokes that of St. Therese of Child Jesus, the young Carmelite nun who never left the cloister and yet was proclaimed patroness of missions. There's nothing more missionary, after all, than offering the sacrifice of oneself to God for the salvation of souls, whatever the circumstances. The official recognition of Teresita as missionary began with the visit of a priest to La Paz Hospital in Madrid. Father Angel Camino Lamela, Episcopal Vicar of the Archdiocese, went there on February 11th to celebrate Holy Mass and visit the sick. One of the patients he visited was Teresita, who had a tumor surgery scheduled for the next day. He shared the whole experience in a public letter and it was also covered in an article on the website of the Archdiocese of Madrid. So while Father Angel was talking with Teresita um, during the conversation, she declared, you know something? I love Jesus very much. Her mother then told her, tell Father Angel what you want to be. And Teresita was resolute and said, I want to be a missionary. Amazed and moved, the priest later related his reaction. It was totally unexpected. I had to draw strength out of nowhere because of how much emotion her response provoked in me. 
And I said to her, Teresita, I constitute you this very instant as a missionary of the church, and I will return this afternoon to bring you your official document and missionary cross. Father Angel gave Teresita the sacrament of the anointing of the sick and gave her the Eucharist. From there he went to buy a beautiful sheet of paper and then back to his office to draw up and print a simple document recognizing Teresita as a missionary. That afternoon he returned to the hospital with a cross and with the signed and stamped document for Teresita. The girl's mother could hardly believe what was happening. Her daughter asked to have the cross hung by her bed, saying, Put the cross on the bar so I can get a good look at it. Tomorrow, I'm taking it to the operating room. I'm already a missionary. And there is a beautiful picture online of Teresita holding uh, the certificate and the cross. I was going to post that, but I didn't want our, our thoughts of Teresita to be of a sick child in a hospital bed. So I used a different um, album cover or thumbnail pick for this show that I think better shows Teresita's um, energy and her love for the divine. But you can find it. Just do a Google search uh, for Teresita and it, it comes right up. It says, God, however, wanted Teresita to intercede for the missions with him in heaven. She died on March 7th of 2021 and was buried the following day. Teresita was born in Russia. Teresita was adopted daughter of a Spanish couple who lived in Spain since the age of three. She demonstrated from early childhood a powerful spiritual life. She attended Holy Mass every day at the School of the Daughters of St. Mary of the Heart of Jesus in Madrid. Cardinal Archbishop Carlos Osoro made a point of calling the family during the wake to give them his condolences and his blessing. Teresita's testimony of faith quickly and deeply resonated among the missionaries in Spain. Father Angel Camino invited the faithful to pray for Teresita and to entrust themselves to her. I'm sure that she will protect in a special way the entire vicariate in which she was constituted a missionary. So that was the first article. I know it was very short, but the next article is a little bit longer because it gets into some more finer detail. Um, and the second article is called Six Ways an Incredible Ten-Year-Old Missionary Girl Can Inspire Our Children. And I want to change that up a bit because what Teresita is teaching and sharing with us is not just for children. It's for anyone of any age. You know, I see and experience every day people that have literally a Rolodex, for those of you who are old enough to know what a Rolodex is. If not, then use the analogy of a hard drive. The people who have a hard drive or a Rolodex just full of prepared um, um, excuses as to why they can't do this and why they can't do that. Please, folks, don't don't wait until you're in a hospital bed to dig deep into your faith. You know, there's no better time than now and you can easily do it just a few moments a day, a few moments in the morning before you get out of bed, a few moments uh, in the evening or at night before you go to sleep. Um, it, it's, it's only that much. And there are so many amazing little prayer books out there 
Um, and I'll have some links to some in the show notes and description uh, for anyone that wants to check those out, uh, where it's just a, literally a small little paragraph of a day that you would read um, that can help you and help nurture and inspire your faith and encourage you. And we all need that. We can't go on cruise control in our life or we shouldn't go on cruise control in our life and just, you know, believe that when it's meant to happen, it will happen. We again, you know, as we've said many, many times on this show that we are co-creators, as Father Mike Cantor has taught us. Um, and I firmly believe in that. And it, you know, we have free will. We have power. We have control. And we have to put that foot forward. We have to put that effort into it. It's not going to happen on its own. Okay, sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to get on a soapbox. But I want to kind of drive home this message because, again, as I said, I, I encounter people every day that come up with a million and one excuses as to why they can't do this. And, and it gets so elaborate. And it's just, to me, it's all just junk and garbage. It's not true. I mean, even this poor girl in a hospital bed could have the faith of 60 to 70 people. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's not that she acquired that faith in the hospital. As the article said, she had this type of faith all of her life. So let's dive into these six ways of um, how Teresita Castillo teaches us to be inspired and to increase our faith. The first one is how to remain joyful even when you're ill. Now, this is something we can all learn from. Again, these apply to everybody, not just children. Yes, we should share these with our children or our grandchildren or nieces or nephews if we are able to do so. But it also applies to us and to everyone. It's good to teach children to face the difficulties of life from a setback that saddens them to an illness in the family, even their own. Looking at the life of this exemplary girl can help us talk with our kids about how difficulties can be offered up. Teresa was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2015. She was five years old. The consequent operation and chemotherapy were a success at first, but in 2018, the tumor showed its face once more. Again, it was necessary to operate in 2020 a blow to the head while playing took her back to the hospital. And in January of 2021, she was hospitalized with severe pain. She remained in the hospital until her death in March of that year. Despite the difficulties, Teresa Castillo never lost her smile, her concern for others, or her faith. She found in suffering a way to get closer to God. Teresita said, I'm offering it up for people, for example, for someone who is ill and for priests. Her mother explained that the little girl felt that Jesus was making use of her sufferings to save more souls. And Teresa's story so reminds me of little Charlene Richard, the little Cajun saint that we did a show on in season two, episode two. If you haven't heard that episode yet please go back and check it out it's so it's so very similar to Teresa's uh, story it's really uncanny next is the importance of missionaries now I know a lot of people 
balk at missionaries and do not agree with them going into places where Christianity is not and um, in grudging on the culture and society in those areas. But there are many types of missionaries and the type of missionary that little uh, Teresa was, was the type that would help people around her. Uh, she was a missionary for everyone around her. She had no issue uh, professing her faith. And I've said infinite times on the show, and I always will, that you don't have to hit someone over the head with a Bible or a book of shadows or what have you uh, to get your faith across or to, to proclaim I am this or I am that with labels and exclamatives and all that. Uh, it's best to... Share your faith with people by example, by your actions, by your words, your thoughts, your deeds. That's how people can learn about your faith. And believe it or not, people will genuinely start to ask you, you know, what kind of faith are you or what do you believe? You know, they might not use the word faith, especially these days, because a lot of people aren't familiar with what faith is anymore, sadly enough. But they may ask you what you believe, you know, and, and you can share at that point with them what your faith is. The article continues, it's not common for young children to stop and think about missionaries, but we can talk to them about missionary work and above all about its meaning to make Jesus known in all parts of the world. People can be missionaries in the remotest places on the planet or in the classroom where they go to school. Again, Teresita can give us material to address this issue with children. It surprised everyone that despite her youth, Teresita had a very clear idea of her vocation. She wanted to be a missionary. She wanted to take Jesus to every corner of the world. Her decision was firm, even in the worst moments of her illness. The Episcopal vicar of that region of Madrid went to the hospital where Teresita was being treated. He found her in bed, weak and with her head bandaged. In spite of this, the girl told him, what her family already knew. I want to be a missionary. I want to live for Jesus. The vicar was very impressed and deeply moved. He answered her, Teresita, I constitute you this very instant as a missionary of the church, and I will return this afternoon to bring you your official document and missionary cross. And so it happened. She asked her mother, put the cross on the bar of the hospital bed so I can get a good look at it tomorrow I'm taking it to the operating room. I'm already a missionary. And this brings about, um, you know, your vocation. You should be like um, Teresita, not just saying you know, or saying, oh, I want to be a missionary. What do you want to be in your faith? Do you want to be uh, a minister? Do you want to be a priest? Do you want and I'm talking all people here. No matter what your faith is or isn't, I'm talking about whatever your gender is or isn't. You can be a minister. You can be a priest. You can be these things if you want to be. You can be anything you want to be if you want to pursue it. And as we see with Teresita, she, here she is in bed the day or evening before her surgery. She, and most children would be, 
just either so sedated that they would be a zombie because of the anxiety or they would just have such anxiety and be in tears and be worried and scared. But Teresita was not. She was focused on her vocation. She was focused on being a missionary. And by gosh, she was going to be a missionary no matter what. And she made it happen. She made it happen from her hospital bed. The divine helped her to make it happen, but she made it happen as well. Her mother assisted her with making this happen. So we all can do this very same thing with our vocation. What is your vocation? And what do I mean by what vocation is? A vocation is not a job. A vocation is where you are in your faith. What direction do you want to go in your faith? What is your life purpose for you and your faith? That is what vocation is all about. And St. Therese said, her famous quote, and I have it on a (laughs) little bracelet, my vocation is love. It can be that. But what St. Therese meant is that unconditional, eternal love for all beings, regardless of their shape, size, color, religion, culture, so on and so forth. It's unconditional for all beings, regardless. So just something for us to ponder, to think about. You know, little Teresita should plant that seed in us to if you've never thought about what your vocation is, sit down and pray about it. Meditate on it. Um, Whatever you do uh, with your faith, um, whether it's prayer, meditation or both, do that. Even if it's conjuring or, 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 you know, um, any kind of shadow work or things of that nature, do that. Discover what you want to be, what you want to do with your faith. It's not just a hobby. It shouldn't be a hobby. Your faith should not be something you do in your leisure. It should be something that you are. Again, pointing to little 10-year-old Teresita, who since the age of three, this was her calling. This was her vocation. Number three is sensitivity to the suffering of others. Teresita Castillo was an only child born to Russian parents in Siberia. She was adopted by a Spanish couple when she was three years old. Once they had finished the paperwork, Teresita and, or excuse me, Teresa and Eduardo, that's the parents, uh, went to pick her up and bring her back to Spain to begin her new life. Check this out, everybody. On the way... During a stop in Moscow, the three-year-old girl saw a woman begging and started talking to her. Her parents don't know what they said to each other, but the woman bought the little girl a chocolate Easter egg with some of the few coins she had received. The parents didn't understand anything they said because they were speaking in Russian, but they were very surprised. Once in Spain, they came to understand that Teresita had a special sensitivity to people's suffering and loneliness. Only a few months later in Madrid, she saw a beggar with no legs. Without a word, she went to him and gave him a hug and a kiss. Scenes like this were often repeated. Wherever she saw sadness, she brought her joy. Perhaps we can ask our children or ourselves how they react, how we react when we see these people, if they can give alms or say a prayer for them. So again, so 
this is one of the best ones. I, I absolutely love this. And I'm not saying that you should go, go up or you know, hug a homeless person, but if you have some money some to spare to help them, um, help them. If you can't do that, then at least pray for them. Say a silent prayer in your heart, in your mind, for these people as you pass them. And you don't, don't cross the street and walk a, around them like you try to ignore them like they don't exist. They're, you see them. They're there. You know they're there. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's a horrible thing that in today's day and age, with all of the money in the world, that we still have poverty, that we still have homelessness, that we still have cancer, that we still have diseases and things that could all be eradicated with all of this money or even a fraction of the money that governments throw around each and every moment of each and every day. It's truly tragic. But again, to bring this back home, to focus on those in need and to help however you can help. If you don't have the financial means to help, talk to them because most of them feel like they have the plague anyway because people avoid them. Talk to them. Ask them how they're doing. You know, you don't have to get into a whole spiel about their life, but just anything to show that, hey, I see you, I love you, and I'm praying for you. Next is number four, pray with joy. Teresita prayed every day when she was at home with her mother because of her illness. She went to mass with her every day. She tried to do the same at her school. At home, her mother invited her to pray a decade of the rosary with her, but the girl didn't think it was enough. And so they prayed the whole rosary together and they prayed it every night as well. We should also pray with our children and encourage them to pray with joy, not as a mere rote repetition. We should teach them to put their heart, affection and enthusiasm into it. Honestly, I could not agree with that more. And whatever your faith is, I'm not saying, you know, all children should be Catholic, but I'm saying all children should have their faith nurtured in some way, shape and or form. And how how can you do that? By working on your faith and sharing that with your children, with your grandchildren, with your nieces, nephews, family, whoever um, is interested, you know, share that with them. Because we see that, sadly, all too often today is literally generations who do not have faith and don't know anything about faith. And that's tragic on so many levels. It's mainly tragic for them because when they're going through the trials and tribulations of life, as we all do, and the suffering, they don't have anything to fall back on to help them get through it. And I've talked about this infinitely on the show, and I probably always will. And, and that's the emphasis that we need is, you know, to work on our faith and to share that faith with our little ones, um, even if it's neighbor kids. I mean, if, of course, first get permission from the child's parents if they're not relatives. Well, even if they're relatives, you should still have respect for for the parents. You know, get their permission first to share even just a little bit of, of faith with the children um, and help them because it will help them. As we see with Teresita, it actually became her heart. It became her vocation. Number five is love the Eucharist. Teresita Castillo went to Mass Whenever she could, there she met the Lord under the species of bread and wine. 
Her first communion was an incredibly special day for her. I felt that God loved me and loved me and that he was inviting me to heaven, she would answer when asked about that day. And that is the thumbnail pick or album cover pick I chose for Teresita's episode is a picture of her after her first communion. During her illness, when she was confined to bed with hardly any strength, communion was brought to her in her room or in the ICU. The vicar who made her a missionary tells us that when he went to visit her in the hospital, the first thing she said to him was a question. You're bringing me Jesus, right? Do you know what? I love Jesus very much. It can be a good exercise to remind our children of their own first communion or to use the example of Teresita to prepare those who haven't received it yet. In both cases, we can help them to prepare their hearts better for the Eucharist. And as I've spoken about before, uh, Father Mike Cantor is making great strides and doing a lot of work to uh, bring the Eucharist uh, to as many people as possible. Uh, he and I both firmly believe in an open table um, concept for Eucharist. And I've explained this before, but I'll explain it again in case you're new to the show. But an open table means that when it's time to uh, to give the Eucharist, the bread and, and, and wine, the body and blood of Christ to um, those who are gathered, it is done and offered to anyone who was interested in it. You know, we first begin by explaining a little bit about what the Eucharist is, what the, the, the body and blood of Jesus is, and, and how that is all transformed, the bread and wine transformed into the body and blood, and what that all signifies and, and represents. And I know a, a lot of us aren't Catholic, but a lot of us are Christian. So those of us who are Christian, it's, it's really important um, to share with our children about the Last Supper and share with our children about Jesus and, and what the, the symbolism and the meaning and the power uh, is behind the Eucharist. As we see with little Teresita, it helped her live. It helped her survive. It helped her to make it as far as she did. Uh, because, you know, when we take the Eucharist, that is taking Jesus into us. And I know Jesus is always already part of us because you know jesus god the holy spirit the holy trinity you know all that is the divine is part of us and we are part of it but through this ritual you know those of you who are of other faiths know how important rituals are through this ritual it helps us to better awaken to the christ within us and to um, connect with that christ and children really need that young adults really need that we all really need that and when father mike's online church goes live i will definitely be banging my pots and pans and letting you all know so you all can tune in so you all can partake uh, of the eucharist and, and and join us and number six is getting to know the saints her life has gone viral her story is a testimony worth telling because it has the odor of holiness she herself was familiar with the child saints. At the funeral of Teresita's death, the father recounted a moment shortly before the last operation when he wanted to encourage his daughter, telling her she was going to live. Teresita replied, No, Daddy, I'm going to heaven. I saw Carlo Acutis in a dream, and I'm going to heaven. 
Carlo had recently been beatified in Assisi. He's a contemporary saint who can inspire the children of our time. Teresita Castillo's parents taught her the lives of the saints. In fact, her missionary vocation was awakened after watching a cartoon film of Teresa of Calcutta. Knowing about the saints is the first step in having a relationship with them and asking for their intercession and learning from their example. And we probably will do an episode on Carlo Acutis or Cutis uh, sometime down the road. Uh, Carlo passed away from leukemia at the age of 15 in 2006. He was a very cutting edge uh, computer tech and his goal, his vocation of his life, his short life, was to fully document uh, miracles of the Eucharist. You know, here we see the, the Eucharist again. And a lot of people profess miracles of the Eucharist, either by viewing the Eucharist or by receiving the Eucharist. Um, and he documented a lot of these miracles. And his documentation was all, he put it all into a computer and... It's still preserved today, and as a matter of fact, there is a tour that goes around to different churches uh, with like little um, you know, placards of these miracles that Carlo Acutis um, documented. And you can go to these churches and walk through and stop at each uh, little placard and, and read what it says about, you know, so-and-so experienced this miracle when viewing the Eucharist or uh, you know, having the Eucharist, taking the Eucharist. So, you know, you see how, you know, she said, Teresita said, uh, Carlo uh, came to her and told her that she was not going to make it through her surgery. And my goodness, that had to have been just so heartbreaking for, you know, her father to, you know, here he's trying to assure her that she's going to be okay. You know, and, and she replies, you know, no, daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heaven. Um, but bless her, infinite blessings to Teresita for her little 10-year life and for, wow, she achieved more in 10 years than so many of us achieve in a very long lifetime. And she is so much um, an inspiration and encouragement, or should be an inspiration and encouragement to all of us. She should lift our spirits. We should not be sad. I know we could use some tissues about now, but um, we should, you know, cry those tears for her, but then, you know what, say, I'm going to live my life for Teresita. I'm going to, you know, study whatever my faith is uh, for Teresita. Do it in her name. Do it for her. Dedicate it to her. You know, make this story, allow her story to move you to that point to where it gets you up off your butt and gets you moving in your faith. Um, in a lot of places right now, winter is here. So we all tend to become a little bit more lethargic. And I know our energies are quite low, myself included. But this is where I say dig deep. We've got to dig deep because we don't know. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody, even in a good way. This is the truth. We all do not know when our next breath will be our last or this breath right now will be our last so do not put off tomorrow what you can do right now. Again, allow Teresita's story to just consume you and inspire you. Allow her to fill your heart with love 
in eagerness and excitement for your vocation, for your faith, and allow her to help you move in that direction, to explore your faith more, to become more of your faith, to become a better person, to help others wherever and whenever you can help. And again, I know times are so beyond tough right now, especially financially, but it takes nothing. It costs nothing to offer a kind word, love, and prayers. So I have not heard anything as of yet uh, on anyone um, doing anything as far as um, trying to get things going for Teresita to be recognized as a saint or a venerable or a blessed or any of that going. I mean, she did unfortunately only pass away, you know, March 7th of 2021. So, you know, this March, it will only be two years um, since her passing. And but I'm sure to her parents, that's an eternity. But again, you know, I'll keep my ear to the ground and let you all know if I hear anything again. As you know, Father Angel said, you know, don't hesitate to pray to Teresita for intercession, for help. And, you know, ask her since she is, you know, one of those missionaries now in heaven or with the divine or whatever you believe in. Call upon her. No doubt she would be jumping for joy, giggling, laughing and being ex and so excited if you would call upon her and ask her to help you with your vocation, to help you with your faith, to help you spread and share love, kindness, and prayers. Hmm, kind of sounds like a challenge, doesn't it? Well, take it for whatever you want. I would love for you all to say, take a month, take a month, and pray to Teresita Castillo every day, can be once a day or many times a day, at least as long as it's at least once a day. Pray to her and ask her for help with your faith. And let me know. Let me know in a month how that goes. You know, my contact information is coming up here shortly. It's at the end of every show. Write me. Let me know how or if you have experienced anything. If anything has changed, if anything has you could say a moved a mountain for you. I would love to hear it. And I will be sure to share my experiences with you all as well in a month. So we will mark our calendars from a month from today. This week's prayer requests and updates are as follows. We have an update on Ray. Ray is, as I mentioned last week, uh, battling lung cancer. He is getting the treatments that he needs. Um, he is being treated at the hospital and then sent home and then has to go back in and he's getting this done four times a week. Um, it's a huge thing for him and his family because they live a long distance uh, away from the from their home to the hospital. Um, I got to uh, converse with his wife, which is my sister-in-law and Haven's sister. Um, and she said it's costing them $20 a day for gas every time they go to take uh, Ray to the hospital. So um, they are in need of our prayers. Um, they are getting some financial help. And let us pray that they continue to get that financial help that they need and that Ray's treatments are, you know, 
going and getting rid of that cancer and bringing him back to health. Um, we also have an update on my mother, Elaine. She went this past Wednesday to her specialist and um, both bacterias are in her lungs are subdued uh, due to the antibiotics. Uh, he has discontinued one of the antibiotics that she's on because that uh, bacteria is completely gone, but he's keeping her on another one of the antibiotics. It's very strong for a little while longer uh, just to make sure that the other bacteria that she's had for years uh, stays dormant. And she doesn't go back uh, to that doctor again for six months. So that's definitely a blessing. Let's please keep Elaine in our heart, thoughts, and prayers that her health continues to improve and that she's 100% and stays 100% very, very soon. Next, we have a new addition to our prayer request. And uh, this is a young man by the name of Jacob. And Jacob just recently turned 18 years of age. He's in his senior year of high school. Uh, he is a football player. Um, he uh, also just found out that he is receiving a scholarship for college. So you would think these would be great and happy times for Jacob, but he's having a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression, and it's really hitting him hard. Um, he is a co-worker with Haven, so Haven's been doing her best to to help him and to counsel him. Um, he is taken off work uh, until after Christmas, so um, and he is being treated. He is seeing uh, professional help. What I always totally recommend that if you find yourself struggling, get the help you need. Don't just try to live with it. Again, do what you can to combat it, but if you find you can't, get the help you need. So let's please add Jacob to our heart thoughts and prayers that this young man um, is able to pull out of this uh, depression and anxiety and that he's able to embrace and enjoy life to its fullest. Um, general health and well-being for Father Daniel, uh, his brothers, his mother, and I should say Father Seamus, excuse me. Uh, Bob goes back this Monday and Tuesday for his final round, hopefully, of chemo. Uh, let us pray with all our hearts and prayers that this is it for Bob and that he goes into total remission and stays in remission through the rest of his days and that this cancer leaves him now. Still in need of prayers uh, are Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwyn, Octavia, Clyde, Mike S., Kathy, Michael T., uh, Father Mike Cantor, Eddie Cantor, Emma, Jean. Uh, Haven spoke with Doug this week, and he is moving back home. Um, he's losing his job in February, but he has already got plans to move back home and maybe uh, adventure into something else. So let us keep Doug in our heart, thoughts, and prayers that he finds a job that makes him happy and it takes him and keeps him closer to his family and home. Uh, next is Tracy, still looking for a job, or excuse me, still trying to get the loose ends resolved so she can go back to the job that she had working uh, for the orphanage and foster children. Uh, my sister's husband, Ron, is not having any luck finding. Uh, a job because of the job that he's applying for. It is very age influenced. And since he's an older gentleman, you would think experience would play a major role in hiring Ron. However, they are picking younger people, younger guys instead of him. 
Uh, he does have one more lead that he's looking into. So let us please hope and pray that Ron gets this job and it's everything and more uh, that he could want in a job. And also my sister, Tanya, who is his wife and is going through a lot of anxiety uh, about this. Of course, anybody would, um, but she's suppressing it. You know, she's keeping it away from Ron uh, because she doesn't want it to affect him. So let us please keep Tanya in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. And also Salma, which we mentioned last week. Salma uh, is in need of our thoughts and prayers. Uh, she is uh, a widow of nine years now, and life is not easy for Selma. So let's please keep her in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. And last but certainly not least, another new one is Sister Mercy Augustine. I met Sister Mercy on Facebook this past week. And she is an amazing sister, Roman Catholic sister in India, who is doing so much good there. She is such an amazing and wonderful soul. So I told her we would definitely add her to our hearts, thoughts, and prayers, that her vocation, her heart, her faith is strengthened and kept strong, and that she, her health is good, and that she's able to continue to help people in India. I wanted to do a closing prayer um, with Teresita, um, and I looked on the internet to see if there was somebody who had perhaps made a prayer for her, but unfortunately no one has as of yet, so I'm going to uh, just lead us through a prayer for Teresita and asking her to, to help us. So if you all could um, bow your heads or however you pray, let us pray. In nomine, Divi, Fili, Spiritus Sancti. O great divine, we come before you in great gratitude for all of our gifts, those that we acknowledge and know and those that we do not acknowledge or know. We have just learned about the amazing, truly amazing Teresita Castillo, who is now with you, a truly heavenly angel being uh, who is the brightest of lights. And we ask you, Teresita, to please come forward and to please come into our lives, into our hearts. Please inspire us, help us to discern our vocation to realize the unconditional love that is within each of us and to help us share that love and kindness with as many people as we possibly can. Help us to realize that kindness and love do not cost anything. But if we can help those financially, that we should help those. Uh, but there again are so many other ways, just as you did, Teresita, it did not cost you anything to do as you did and to live as you lived. Uh, and to please, we ask that you help us to realize, even in our times of suffering, um, to not fall into self-pity and to curl up in a ball and to help us to grow from that experience. Help us to evolve from the suffering Help us to take that suffering and to turn it into atomic energy that will 
Help us perpetuate our love and kindness to others. We have to remember that everyone is suffering regardless of their health condition. Everyone suffers from all kinds of things, from their own inner demons and outer demons, as well as so many things mentally and physically. Tadarsita, please, I ask that you be with each and every one of us. Take us by the hand. Put your little hand in ours and guide us. Guide us to your way. Guide us to the way of helping others. Guide us to being missionaries in our walk and in our faith and helping as many people as we possibly can through our love, kindness, compassion, and example. Amen. And real quick before we go, folks, I want to remind everyone about our YouTube channel. We now have a YouTube channel, or I said we've had a YouTube channel for about a month now. Uh, feel free to check it out. It's at youtube.com at the at or ambersand symbol, Faith and More Podcast. It doesn't get any simpler than that. YouTube.com at Faith and More Podcast. And I've got all kinds of things on there. Every week or so, I'm doing an Ask Angel segment. So you get to see me. You see video of me. Uh, replying to questions. And I love replying to questions. So if you have a question that you would like for me to answer on our YouTube channel, please feel free to contact me. Uh, my information, contact information at the end of every show and it's coming up here in just a moment. Also, um, Father Mike's got me practicing my homily. So every other week I am to do a homily uh, for that Sunday. And I'm actually uploading those homilies to uh, YouTube for all of you to watch. Um, also, um, the show that you're listening to right now is also uploaded on YouTube. It's just audio only, uh, but it's another way, another format to listen to the show. So be sure to check it out. It's an awesome way for all of us to connect more and for all of you to get to know me a little bit better. Again, that's youtube.com at Faith and More Podcast. We so hope and pray that you have enjoyed the show and have found everything that you are searching for in a podcast and more here with us. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. A link can always be found in the show notes. Angel is always open to questions and suggestions. We have people listening from all over the world. There are amazing beings, past and present, in your country, society, and culture that we do not know about. But we should. Please, contact Angel and share these amazing beings so the world can learn about them. Next is prayers. We love to pray and our listeners love to pray as well. So, let us pray for you. There are two ways to do this. The first is to email Angel directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. The second is through our website at faithandmorepodcast.wixsite.com. Slash. My. Dash. Site. There is a form at the bottom of the website to request prayers. So until next time, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you are an angel's heart and prayers. Bless you. Thank you.